This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, August 10th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Aid impasse enters new week. Lawmakers demand specific ethanol aid. And key GOP lawmaker warns against revising the farm bill. Here's a separate note. You can join AgriPulse editor Sarah Wyatt for a free educational webinar to discuss the rural broadband challenges. It's sponsored by the United Soybean Board and the American Soybean Association. The one-hour event will be held this Thursday, August 13th. Two other webinars, one on trade and market development and U.S. infrastructure, will be offered later this month. Now, you can learn more and register at www.agripulse.com. Look under our calendar of events. Executive orders add new twists to COVID-19 aid fight. Game of chicken between the White House and congressional Democrats goes on. As promised, President Donald Trump issued executive orders over the weekend aimed at, among other things, restoring lapsed jobless benefits, suspending payroll taxes, and stopping evictions. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, a New York Democrat on ABC's This Week, blasted the orders as inadequate and of questionable worth, if legal. Nebraska Republican Senator Ben Sass called the orders, quote, unconstitutional slop. White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows said on CBS Face the Nation that negotiators are nowhere near a deal. I'm not optimistic that there will be a solution in the very near term, he said. Bipartisan House letter urges specific text for biofuel support. A bipartisan group of more than 30 House members is asking coronavirus relief negotiators to make sure it includes text explicitly directing Secretary of Agriculture Sonny Perdue to provide aid to biofuel producers. The lawmakers include House Ag Chairman Colin Peterson. The Senate GOP proposal authorizes payments to agriculture processors but doesn't specifically mention that ethanol. Sponsors of the provision say that the term processors would cover biofuel producers, but the industry doesn't think that's enough. The lawmakers suggest including language requiring the secretary to provide a per-gallon payment to producers for renewable fuels produced during the COVID-19 pandemic. Keep in mind, the National Cotton Council also is seeking more specific language to cover the textile sector and cotton supply chain. Top Republican writing a new farm bill would open Pandora's box. A senior Republican of the House Ag Committee says he's not sure the extra $20 billion negotiators are considering providing to the USDA in the next aid package is enough to meet farmers' needs in 2021. But Pennsylvania Representative Glenn Thompson says it would be a mistake to reopen the farm bill next year to improve the safety net for producers. You open it up, you open Pandora's box, and I think we would probably wind up with much less support for farmers, Thompson said in an interview with AgriPulse. Given the liberal bent of House Democrats, you'd see a vast expansion in burdensome, unnecessarily regulatory requirements. You would certainly see a carte blanche expansion of food assistance programs, Thompson said. 
His two challengers for the top GOP spot on the Ag Committee, Arkansas Representative Rick Crawford and Georgia Representative Austin Scott, have both said that the 2018 Farm Bill has proven inadequate and needs to be overhauled before 2023 when it is due to expire. China picks up pace of new crop U.S. soy purchases. Concerns that China's backed off on buying U.S. soybeans may be alleviated with Friday's announcement of a new purchase of 456,000 metric tons. That followed a U.S. sale of 126,000 tons of new crop U.S. soybeans to China. The latest USDA weekly export sales data shows that China purchased over 542,000 tons of U.S. soybeans from July 24th to 30th of that total. 474,000 tons is for 2021 delivery. Furthermore, the U.S. shipped 130,000 tons of soybeans to China during the seven-day period. Ag is left out of latest U.S.-Canada trade spat. Canada says it will retaliate against the new U.S. tariffs on aluminum, but the Canadians are not hitting back on U.S. ag and food products like they did the last time the U.S. taxed metal imports. The U.S. tariffs are scheduled to go into place August 16th. The Canadian government has published a list of potential targets for retaliation, which mostly includes aluminum and products made from aluminum, such as bicycles. Canada said its retaliatory tariffs, which are guided by USMCA agreements, will go into place on September 16th. Fertilizer imports found to injure U.S. producers. The U.S. International Trade Commission, ignoring pleas from GOP senators, ruled Friday that imports of cheap phosphate fertilizer from Russia and Morocco are likely harming domestic U.S. producers. The ruling in the anti-dumping case ensures the Commerce Department will continue to conduct its countervailing duty investigation into the Russian and Moroccan fertilizers. A report from the investigation is due next month. Kansas Senator Jerry Moran and seven other Republicans recently sent a letter to Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross to oppose any new tariffs on fertilizer imports. They say anti-dumping duties would increase input costs for farmers who are already suffering low prices and falling farm income levels. Emergency CRP haying and grazing tied to drought status. USDA's Farm Service Agency will start allowing emergency haying and grazing on conservation reserve program acres based on drought conditions. The rules changes will apply to producers who are located in a county designated as severe drought, D2 or greater, on or after the last day of the primary nesting season. Farmers in counties that were in D2 status any single week during the last eight weeks of the primary nesting season may also be eligible unless the FSA County Committee determines that forage conditions no longer warrant emergency hang and grazing. At this point, producers in 500 counties are eligible for emergency hang and grazing on CRP acres. FSA's website updates a list of eligible counties weekly. Hurricanes could damper the fall harvest. 
producers on the east coast and southeast should brace for an extremely active hurricane season this fall. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says the most recent hurricane season outlook for the Atlantic Ocean, Gulf of Mexico, and Caribbean Sea is predicting 19 to 25 storms. Hurricanes sometimes bring needed rain, but they also can disrupt the harvest and destroy crops. Rippey told AgriPulse it's just sort of a wild card to throw in there as we move into late summer and early autumn. The May forecast called for only 13 to 19 storms. Here's today's They Said It. The disparity between approved applications and the number of farm operations points toward the need for additional farmer and stakeholder engagement and a sign-up deadline extension. That's farm groups appealing to USDA to extend the August 28 deadline for enrolling in the coronavirus food assistance program. The groups say only 24% of licensed farms nationwide have applied for CFAP. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, August 10th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Allen.